0: Fingos. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably
1: the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain.
0: Here is your host, Kathy.
1: Hey, welcome to the Strictly this podcast with Kathy. If you haven't subscribed to my podcast on the podcast app that you're listening to, make sure to subscribe, follow whatever it's called on the podcast app. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my channel. If you have an Instagram or a Twitter, make sure to follow me at Strict Anonymous. I'm always promoting my episodes there so you'll know what is coming up. You could also DM me either on uh, Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody's voices are changed. So if you have an interesting life, that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous and it's super naughty or really interesting. I don't know. (laughs) You could be on the show. Just send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or go to Instagram or Twitter at strictanonymous. DM me there. If you want to call into my advice hotline. It's kind of like a confessions hotline. You could do that 24-7. The guy who's on today, Jaden, he left a message on there about all of his fucking cheating. And I was like, oh my God, you need to come on the show. (laughs) And that's how I found him. If you want to call into that confessions hotline, you could call that 24-7. The voices are changed there as well. I air those confessions on my Patreon. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. 7-9 if you want to talk to me on the dl right like you want to talk to me but you don't want me to air your episode uh, i offer that also i love those conversations most of the time people are calling me on that in that way because they have an issue or a problem they want advice on and they have no one to talk to and they want to keep it on the dl I, like I said, offer that. You can send me an email if you're interested. Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. All of the information that I just gave you, blah, 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 is in my description. <laughs> I got to give it on every intro. That's my thing. And if you want to be on the show, did I say that already? Yes, yeah, send me an email. So today I have on Jaden. Now Jaden did call the confessions hotline and talked about all of his cheating. And people on my Patreon, I remember, were saying like, oh my God, you're going to have a field day with this guy because he was like cheating on his girlfriend with everybody. Uh, escorts, cam girls, adult only fans, shit. And he was with a very, he's very, with a very vanilla girl who knows nothing about, not only. What he's doing behind her back, but knows nothing about what he's like really into. He's a young guy, he's 26. He has not put it on the table what he's into. Instead, he lives like a double life. He believes he's addicted to the stuff that he's doing. And uh, when I'm talking to someone that thinks that they're an addict or has an addiction sort of an issue, I talk a lot. Okay. So this is your warning, warning, warning. (laughs) I do a lot of fucking talking on this episode because I'm an addict and I quit things. And so. Whenever I'm talking to somebody that has the same thing, I I just feel like they're my people and I have a lot to fucking say and I get really excited because I love to go really deep on things and I go really deep with him. This is a very interesting episode, I feel like, because you see the insides of a cheater. A really horrible cheater, if you heard his initial uh, confession, which I'm going to try to find an air on here for you guys. I mean, if you heard just that, you'd be like, oh, what a scumbag. Uh, But instead, I don't think you're going to think he's a scumbag after you're listening after you listen to this, because this is a guy, Jaden, he who cheats, but he feels bad about it. He's looking for his way out. He called in for like some therapy, quote unquote. You know, he's seeing a therapist. He puts it all out. He talks about why he hasn't. Told her what he's into because she's vanilla, you know, the escorts that he has seen in the past, you know, what he likes about transactional sex. He talks about the trans women that he's seen. He's talked he talks about his backstory. He talks about his first time being bottomed, his interest in B play. Uh he then talks about like this poly girl that he met on Reddit that he had a quote unquote relationship with. I get into that. <laughs> And we go very deep. I love conversations like this. I feel like they're really important because, like I said, I think a lot of people want to judge cheaters and say, oh, they're all like bad. And I'm not saying that he's not bad, and I'm not saying what he does is right, but I feel like you get a lot of insight into maybe why someone's cheating why he's creating all of this stuff and doing all of this stuff behind his girl's back. I personally think it's a fear of commitment and we go deep into that. Like I said, I already warned you, I talk a lot. Some people are gonna be like, oh, you're not a professional. I give unprofessional, non-professional advice. I loved talking to him and giving my advice to him so i think that you know if you're here because you're also cheating and think maybe you're having addiction or you know someone that cheated on you and maybe you're looking for closure it's i think it's interesting to hear th- from the cheater themselves uh he puts it all out on the table he's very open and honest about all of his shit and i like i said gave him a lot of advice and i think it's good advice i think it's super interesting so i'm gonna be right back on with Jaden. <laughs>
0: This is the
1: Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Jaden. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today, tonight?
2: Doing all right. H- how are you?
1: I'm good. I couldn't wait to get on the phone with you, Jaden. I don't know, because <laughs> you called into my confessional line and you left a message about all the cheating you were doing on your girl and some of the stuff besides the stuff that you did uh, there was so much stuff that you said on there that I just wanted to have a conversation with you a lot of my patreon members because I air the confessions there first you know they were like, You have to get this guy on. You're going to have a field day with him. They know I'm going to fucking rip you to shreds. <laughs> or just, I don't know, because you are like what I would probably call like the worst kind of cheater out there. I mean, and you are massively cheating. Uh, so why don't you just tell your story and I'll just interject where I want to interject? <laughs> so
2: just to kind of preface this, um, None of this story is going to make me look like a good person at all.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> so, thought, okay, thank God you went there. I was like, where is he going with I want to preface this. I wa- I thought you were going to be like, I want to preface <laughs> this with I'm like a really good guy or some shit like that.
2: <laughs> I was like, please. Nah, I mean, I mean, I try my best to be, but I'm going to I'm not going to s- sit here and pretend like this is not a, you know, obviously a positive action or anything like that. I'm I'm not going to pretend that because it's not. It's well, not something that anybody should should do, I want to be clear on that.
1: <laughs> I think people will be clear on that. Don't worry about it. I think it's oh, just I'm kind sorry. of like a given. But anyway, so first of all, let me ask you this, because you are cheating on your girlfriend. How long have you been with your
2: girlfriend? So we have been together for almost two years. So I think we are three months away from the two-year anniversary, something like that.
1: Okay. How old are you,
2: Jaden? 26.
1: Now, before her, I'm assuming you had other relationships. or Have you always been a cheater?
2: Uh, no. Actually, no, I have not. Oh,
1: that's interesting. You just started?
2: In, in, within the last year, yes.
1: Oh. Did anyone cheat on you before?
2: Uh, not that I was aware of.
1: Okay, I wonder why that's such a change, and then like a massive craziness because you cheat with fucking everybody. I mean, it's escorts, trans escorts, massage parlors, a girl that you might have a relationship with, like you just so much stuff, you know. And so you go your whole life being monogamous, and then one year into this relationship at twenty six, you completely flip.
2: Kind of. So hmm. it's it's a complex type of thing so my
1: favorite type of thing
0: <laughs>
2: so before i get into this relationship with her so i'm somebody that that i have dated before yes but i'm not like you know like dated a lot if that makes sense yeah oh, okay so maybe um, this
1: is your first real relationship
2: i would say to to this level of seriousness yes oh okay I mean, so I, yeah i've had some some mm-hmm. longer relationships before but not to to this level of, of seriousness of where it's like this type of length of relationship
0: i got it um
2: uh-huh. and things of that of that matter so how it kind of starts is so because i've not been in a lot of relationships i am still a sexually active person you know just like most of the, of the population is
0: uh-huh. and so
2: you know we start dating she comes from this world that is very sheltered and closed off and Her upbringing was that of, like, a very religious type of family. So for her, like, sexuality is not really a thing in her world. For me, by the time that we get together, I've experienced a lot. So, you know, I've I've done a lot. I've been around a lot. Um, I very much know what I like, what I don't like. She's still really learning that. And so we have this kind of communication barrier issue where she... Is is very is a very self conscious and lacking of confidence type of person. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I love her personality. I love everything about her, except this one area we really struggle with. And you know, and I want to be clear, I'm not making this as an excuse to be a shitty person. I'm not. Um, no, I
1: mean, listen, it's not like the sex is great. The sex is bad, and that's why you're getting it correct. someplace else. Mm-hmm.
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one of these things where like it. You know, we've talked about it a lot before in the sense of, you know, this is a part of the relationship that is important to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be a part of the relationship that's important to you as well. But we have to get you to this point of comfort and stuff, you know, in, in that type of world, right? And so as we're kind of going through this type of of conversation, it's really hard to to, like, get this information out of her on what she would like to 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 try to explore to you know even be interested in Mm -hmm. because she's not had that experience before yeah even like in looking at porn for example she's not done that and so for me it's hard to have that conversation because I can't really or at least I don't feel like I can kind of say like hey do you want to try this with that with this out this worry of like scaring her
1: but you said you have been having conversations her. with her, correct?
2: Yes, but like not to the level of like, hey, do you want to try this type of thing? Um because my taste is, you know, is very set in stone and advanced and hers is not. So, you know, I don't I don't know what's gonna scare her and what's not. And so really I need to just be like, hey, <laughs> Do you want to try this and then see what happens? Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Mm-hmm. Of course, but you know. Just
2: have not gotten to that point. Um,
1: but you've gone to the point where you have put it on the table that you're not happy and that it's very important to you and that she's not meeting your needs. Is that right or no?
2: To an extent, yes. I wouldn't say like not meeting needs. I've not said that as much as I've said like, hey. This is an area of the relationship that's important to me. And this is an area that I feel like we need to explore more moving forward. But I'm not like explicitly said, like, you're not meeting my needs on this.
1: this Right, right. But when you say that, that's just the end of the conversation? Or does she say like, oh, okay, you know, what do you want me to work on? Or uh, that night, does she, you know, let you fuck her from behind or something interesting? I don't know. Like, I mean, where does that conversation go to after that?
2: It usually doesn't go very, very much further than that. Okay. Um, for her and I, like, the way that we communicate is we're never, so like, we're never a couple to fights or anything like that. We are pretty aware of, like, what our emotions are and if something is escalating, and we're very good about stopping it, sitting there, having the conversation, talking it out, and moving it on. Now, where we're not good at is obviously Communicating. finishing the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, yes.
1: the website, and the email address will all be in the description. OMG Yes, short for Oh My God Yes, is a website dedicated to women's sexual health and pleasure. And the good news is it's not just for women. It's great for men and and couples as well. OMG Yes is full of detailed science-based advice regarding female pleasure, and you get it all in up-close and personal videos. Everything from how to start and enhance you or your partner's sexual pleasure, as well as go way beyond it. Want to know how to edge and have multiple orgasms? There are a ton of tips on OMG Yes. I've used OMG Yes a lot. And I have to say, I love what they're doing. It's all super open. There's no shame surrounding anything that they're talking about. And it's honestly way overdue. So what are you waiting for? Go to OMG Yes dot com slash strictly anon for a special discount. That's o m g y e s dot com slash strictly anon, or just go to the description and click on the link to sign up for OMGs now. I mean, please, any couple that's like bragging—I'm sorry—but any couple that's bragging about never fighting is like has a fake relationship. What you should brag about is that when we do fight, you know, we we fight well together and we know how to resolve our arguments and stuff. But any relationship that's not fighting is a bullshit relationship. Like there's something that's like everyone's being a phony and you are being a phony in your relationship. So I already know that that's true. So, I mean, you know, that, that's your that's red flag number one. You never fight. This is not normal.
2: It's a fair assessment.
1: Yeah, it's not normal. Fair my brother had a marriage that he never fought either, and she was like, the girl was fucking her boss and left him for her, for him. And he used to brag, We never fight. I was like, Yeah. That's, a, that's sure. not normal. That's not like, that's not a good relationship. You know, that's like, uh, that's not real life. It's not realistic.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, I definitely understand that when arguing is a part of a relationship, fighting is a part of a relationship, because, you know, love is one of those things that, It brings out the best in people, but it also brings out the worst in people at the same time.
1: And people, and it's two people. You're not, you're different people. You're your, you're your own person. Like if people are really being themselves and coming to a relationship to really become one, you're gonna have fucking fights because you're different people. That's just that's why it happens. There's no way that any two people come together and every single thing fucking meshes. That's like La La Land fairy tale shit.
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean that's you know what you're reading about in magazines and movies and stuff. Of course.
1: Yeah. 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 So you know, try fighting a little bit. (laughs) Maybe you'll have hot (laughs) makeup sex. I think that's what you guys don't understand. After you fight, you have the best sex (laughs) ever.
2: (laughs) Definitely could could potentially head down that.
1: that Yeah. Start a fucking fight with her. Maybe she'll like it'll be the best sex you guys ever had. Sure. Anyway, go on. Um, Sorry.
2: (laughs) I know you're fine so kind of how this started is is so before we had gotten together i had kind of gotten into this world of like you know getting escorts and stuff like that in the past okay something that i had that i had been familiar with before we had gotten together
1: Uh uh-huh
2: and you know like i'm gonna be straight up honest here like it is something that can be very addicting it just can because you know there's no strings attached other than the monetary aspect of it yeah it's you know, whenever you're, you know, you're getting to experience things the way that you want them. And then once this interaction is done, that's the end. It's done.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm starting to see a pattern. This, that exact part of you is, is, is the same part of you that thinks it's great that you guys haven't fight, haven't fought, you know, you have a very unreal, like, you know, you want your world to be very not realistic,
2: (laughs) you know, yeah. Another
1: not real it's another non realistic thing. It's fine because and that's exactly what that is, and you're very self aware. To know that that's what it is about it, you know, but therein lies a problem that isn't it, it, that it is, it's like, it's not a problem with the escorts, right? Because it's a completely transactional, you're actually getting what you want. But that same part of you that likes it and is attracted to it for that reason is the same part of you that is having, you know, issues in relationship and isn't really showing up to a relationship and being fucking real and isn't in a very real relationship.
2: Sure, yeah. And, and you know, I, I think part of the issue for me of, of why this this specific relationship is, I, I would say that I'm almost scared at the same time in it. Yeah. Because for me, growing up, like, I've never had a sense of what, like, a positive relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. So, like, my grandparents are married for, like, 50 years. They're both really influential people for me in my life. And then right as my grandfather is about to pass, my grandmother just completely abandons him and is just like, kind of like you're a terrible person and then just kind of moved on. Oh, wow. And so like, all the while, like, you know, I'm growing up with my parents who've been married this entire time. Mm -hmm. And then the entire time that I have been growing up, they've basically hated each other. But the only reason that they stayed together is because of us kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I
1: understand. Uh
2: The positive relationship that I then had was my brother and sister-in-law and it completely fell into shambles and they got divorced as well. So
1: <laughs> <I> <laughs> there's don't... just, you know, no
2: positive relationship. Yeah. There you're all,
1: like, you why know? would we bother?
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, it's to learn, you know, like relationship values and, and things of that sort, I, I just don't have that.
1: Yeah, I understand. I I'm in the same boat. I had the same kind of sort of upbringing, so I I understand that more than I understand the person that's you know been married in a good, re- stable yeah. relationship their whole life. <laughs> you know.
2: Yeah. So I uh-huh. mean, for me, it's just been chaos every which way. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so one of these things, like as I've gotten into this relationship world and things have become more serious. You know, with with this girlfriend, there's Mm -hmm. this sense in the back of my head of like, like like you've kind of said, like this doesn't seem real at all. Yeah. And it can kind of become terrifying over time. It just can. Yeah. And I could see also
1: why you wouldn't want to have a fight or you might think that ruins things because you... Because you don't need, like, because you don't know what a real relationship looks like. And because there was so much strife in the ones that you saw and you thought that was bad, you think like a good relationship has none of that. You know, it's like very, it becomes very black and white. Exactly. But it's not black and white, you know, but I could totally understand why you would get triggered and you would believe that because of what you saw. It makes total sense.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, for me, as I'm watching these, things unfold like I'm very much trying to you know care about the type of person that I am and I do feel really guilty about all the things that <laughs> I've done on this like like yeah I got it uh-huh. I know I know that that doesn't make any sense especially because of the of the actions that are occurring like I realize it doesn't make sense no, I, I think it does make
1: that. sense. I think it make <laughs> no. I think it makes sense. I think both things can exist. I think people don't want it to make sense. Like just as much as I say you're thinking and you're doing black and white thinking, most people want things to be black and white. Most people want things to be easy and you know easy to understand. Oh yeah, he does it, so he obviously doesn't feel guilty. No, what if he does it and he keeps doing it, but he feels guilty and he does both at the same time? You know, wrap your head around that because that's the fucking truth.
2: Yeah, and that's and that's like one of the reasons that I've, that I wanted to do this podcast specifically is because this is not something that like I can just tell somebody in normal life, right? Because a lot of people have this stance of, especially right now that two things cannot be true at the same time.
1: Right. That right. I, exactly. I think that a
2: lot of people have this belief now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially
1: now you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Cancel culture. Is it's what it's all about. For that. <laughs> yeah. No, and a lot of it is what's going on in society and stuff. A lot of it is just like, you know, dad, You know, it's they're just trying to define people as one thing, you know, and I I just think there's just so much more like when you said, oh, this is just very complex. Of course it is. Like, I see things like that. I see all these things that you're bringing up and all these layers that exist. And, you know, I totally believe that that stuff is always there, you know, but nobody ever wants to fucking talk about it. They just want to, you know, something good or bad, black or white. It's such bullshit.
2: And move on. Yeah.
1: And it's bullshit. (laughs) But it it doesn't tell the real story. And things are complex. And maybe somebody that's doing what you're doing isn't a terrible person. They're fucking damaged, you know, and you have to get the whole story to understand it. It doesn't mean what you're doing is right. It's not saying, oh, he gets a fucking pass. But it's like you could, you need to know that these things are maybe sometimes coming from somewhere.
2: Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, like if, if I were to look at myself in the mirror in this situation and talk to myself and be like, or look back on my life and be like, are you proud of your actions? Mm-hmm. The answer is absolutely no. Yeah. You know, like without, without question. I'm not proud of them at all. I mm-hmm. think that they're really terrible. They're irreprehensible. I think that these are, you know, if if I were to tell somebody like, should you do this or not? The answer is absolutely no. Do not do this.
1: Right. But you this, can't stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Unfortunately. Right. Yeah, therein lies the problem. You know, listen, I will say something to you because I know guys like you. People listening are either a guy like you or they know guys like you or they're friends with guys like you or they're dating a guy like you or it's a girl like you. You know, um, the one thing I will say for you that you have going for you that a lot of other guys that I know don't have is that you are, you do, the part of you that feels bad about it is going to be your that's the part of you that's going to save you from this. A lot of guys that I know don't even have that. Do you know what I mean? They're just so even that is unplugged in them. So I, that one day will not only wind up getting you busted, sorry to say, that most likely you will wind up getting busted. That's the kind of guy that does get busted, the one that kind of does feel bad, but that will also be like I said, the part of you that saves you. You do have a part of you that under is seeing the truth. It's not most of you right now. It's a little tiny part of you. The part of you that's ruling you right now is the rest of this nonsense, you know? And you can stop and I understand that. But that little part of you that feels guilty is, is great that you have that because eventually that will save you. But it will also probably get you busted, sorry to say.
2: Yeah. I I mean, and I understand that it likely will. Um, and, 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 you know, if if I may say this, like one thing that I would recommend to people as well that are kind of experiencing the same type of thing, and this is something that I personally am doing. Yeah. Go see a therapist about it too. Like that's not something that that Uh is, that's not something that is you admitting defeat at all, or that you're weak or anything like that. I mean, i'm someone that's a super advocate for for mental health that's just something that i think that you know i'm that while i think society has changed in an an interesting way that i've also been very proud to see at the same time is that this emphasis on mental health is coming up because like in my situation like i have an addiction that is a problem that is a real mental health thing addiction is not just drugs it's not just alcohol like porn can be addicting, sex can be addicting.
1: Jesus like could be, be addicting. Be you think that the person Jesus that fucking prays to Jesus every time they have a problem, they're no different than the person going to the fucking bar, okay, please. We, it's sure. anything, you could use anything as an addiction. What people don't understand when you're a fucking addict, because I am and I'm clean for a very long time and I totally fucking get it, is that addiction is not, yeah, but addiction is not like, oh, you have a problem with alcohol. It Like, you're just using alcohol because you have a fucking problem with dealing with feelings, okay? So you take away whatever that is and you have the same person left there just a, a damaged person that needs fucking to f- work on themselves and figure out how to deal with their feelings and deal with stuff instead of run for it so and everyone uses different things but it's that thing is not the problem and I sometimes think people think when they're dealing with addicts that oh I'm gonna take away the thing from them and then they expect the person to be perfect because they thought the alcohol was the problem or they were doing meth, like take away the meth. Now I should have a perfect person and now that they're acting like fucking crazy people, they think something went wrong. It's like, no, I mean, that's the easy part is taking away the drug, the alcohol, the sure. sex, Jesus. what you have that The real work starts then and then it takes years and that's what people don't fucking get so anyway let's know, not get
2: they don't understand it
1: yeah wait this is i know. love fucking episodes like this and so we're just gonna get i want to get into some of your like crazy stories first and then we're gonna get back to sure. this deep shit because i love it but i want to just like
2: i want <laughs> and, like
1: you're in therapy too but like let's just talk about your fucking cheating okay and now first of all let me just ask sure. you a quick question has she caught you yet at all Okay, does she is she like very distrustful? Like she thinks maybe you're cheating on her, or is she completely oblivious?
2: It seems that she's completely oblivious. If she has any, any inkling at all, she's at least not shown it or brought it up to me.
1: Okay, interesting. Okay. So now so you were seeing escorts before her. That Correct. was always a thing for you. Now Correct. were you seeing the trans? escorts to or is that something that you ramped up recently
2: um so as far as actual escorts that are trans no I had been with with trans women before okay but not not as an escort oh okay sorry so, I thought
1: that was a right mm-hmm.
2: so after, after we got together that that had the, the escort portion of that had become a thing yes
1: oh okay mm-hmm
2: So that is an interesting world, (laughs) too, just because so so for me, like, I, I would consider myself to be to be straight, Like, 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 I would not date a male, I'm not interested in males. But there is something that's interesting about this person that looks feminine, acts feminine, sounds feminine, identifies as feminine, who also has the same parts that i do as well you know so it's it is an interesting world and it has been a fun world at the same time so like you know you know like i mentioned earlier one thing about meeting with escorts that's interesting is that you get to try a lot of things right because you're paying for time and then whatever you know occurs in this in this world, right, is what you paid for.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, like, there were there was one trans escort that I had met one time. Um, so we had gotten together, and a couple of things that I had told her is I was like, I would like to try the bottom one time. And then I had also taken this interest in, in fist play as well. I'd mm-hmm. never done it before. Mm-hmm. I am in this camp, like, you should at least be open to trying – Anything sexually at least once. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to do everything once, but I feel like you should at least be at least semi-open, so that way you can allow yourself to explore because you don't know what you like until you try. It. Right. At least, at least that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. So this was one of those things where it's like I never bottomed before. I never done piss play before. That's not something I've ever really even been interested in. So. I meet with her i get to this hotel and you know we talk a little bit um she allows me to kind of to kind of stroke her off we go into the shower we do we do the piss play portion of it shower off we come back and then i bottom to her which i personally i'm not really interested in doing again because uh, speaking from a male perspective here i don't know how you females deal with this at all Because it's uncomfortable, I got (laughs) to say. So more power to all of you, all of you. This is why you all are queens here.
1: Oh, my God, that's hilarious. (laughs) But let me ask you this. Were you turned on by, like, were you nervous? Were you really in your head about it? Because I I was always a 3 input girl, and I love anal. And I've always used to give advice to people about anal. Like, you have to be very turned on. The more turned on you are, the more you relax and open up and it doesn't hurt at all. So maybe that time that you did it, like I said, were you very in your head or nervous or were you very horny and turned on? Because I would assume if you were very horny and turned on that, like, it wouldn't hurt.
2: So I have liked anal play in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, i never you know tried anything like this of course you know like going through through puberty and like discovering yourself right like you
1: shove some things inside yourself right yourself. I've heard exactly. it all. you know <laughs> yeah. you, you
2: try different things yeah. you know that mm-hmm. type of stuff and mm-hmm. so you know but I'd never taken like an actual physical like dick before that's just nothing yeah. that I'd ever done so mm-hmm. you know a lot of it was this feeling of like like telling myself I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, but at the same time it was very nerve wracking because you know, this is this is a step that I've never gone to before. Yeah. You know, I had
1: it's like crossing a line like
2: blowjob before. But it you you're right, yes, mm-hmm. it is like crossing a line. So, you know, I mean, I would say that now that I know what I'm getting into, if I were ever to do it again. Mm-hmm. I would be much more comfortable with it this time because, you know, I know like how to prepare now. I know how to, you know, kind of get myself to relax, those types of things. And in the moment, no, I was not relaxed at all.
1: <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, you know, when you were playing with yourself and experimenting with anal play when you were younger, you enjoyed it.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: That's what yeah, I mean. That I mean, so you're just knocking it and saying, "Oh, all oh, girls are so great!" Like, because I can't believe it was like terrible, but it was only because you weren't like in the right headspace or whatever. Because if done right or at the right time, and I think a lot of people, you know, don't give it a try because of that, because of this experience like that. But I just think it was that actual experience. Because look, you liked it before when you were home alone. Just mm-hmm. at that time, you probably were too shy it was like a weird vibe to really control the situation and and let yourself ease into it properly but given all of the that those circumstances you probably would enjoy it
2: I think a lot of it had to do with that too where it was you know whenever I'm doing this type of play by myself Mm -hmm. it's it's just me there's no one that's You know, here, I'm not feeling like I'm going to be judged at all. I'm not feeling like there's anything that, you know, is going to could be said negatively. There's this feeling of just safeness, comfort. Yeah. I can go at my own pace type of thing. And not that I can't in this realm, too, but there is this other person that I'm also trying to pleasure at the same time.
1: Yeah, and when you're with that guy, when you're with the when you're with the trans woman, maybe you know they just first of all they can't. I just had a whole conversation about anal with somebody, and we were talking about how like you know a partner doesn't understand how it feels for you, so they just might just put it in and just start fucking you really hard. And if you're not at that place yet, if you don't speak up for yourself and you're not communicating then it might be very uncomfortable because you're not ready for that. You know, I you have to take control sure. of the situation. So uh, maybe, you know, this is the first time you're with someone, you're not comfortable enough to take control of that. You don't have communication. This is like a one-off transactional thing. So that could come into play too. You know, you might have been like, wait, go a little slower. Don't put it in yet. But maybe you wouldn't feel comfortable doing that because it's just, you know. Time's ticking you know you're on the clock
2: Yeah I mean that that's definitely Something that if I were to go back I would definitely Change a little bit I mean I, I will Say like like the, the, the longer it went on The calmer I did get And mm-hmm. the more re- you know Relaxed I was able to be because At that point it was like The initial shock of it Happened and then it was like Okay this is a lot and then It was after a little bit it was This just feeling of kind of like, okay, this is not as bad
1: as I thought it was going to be. Right, okay. Kind of a thing. Right. But you. Yeah. So you let's get back to your cheating. I, there's so many things here I just feel like we have to, like, cover. <laughs> I want to get the whole full picture. The, the, <laughs> sure. You cheat with escorts. You also cheat with regular girls, correct? Like cis, Correct. Not cis girls, because, I mean, the trans... You don't cheat with trans women. You cheat with escorts. You see escorts. You've seen some trans escorts. You also, because uh, I know that you did say you had one girl you were thinking of having like a full-fledged relationship with on the side while you're in this relationship with this girl.
2: Yeah. So, so let's kind of talk about her. Yeah. Um, so for those of you that are not familiar, there is this whole world of red. That is out there. So previously, Tumblr was kind of this world for like, you know, you'd have like Craigslist, but you would also have Tumblr for more of the kind of younger generation as far as like being able to reach out and, you know, meet someone that would have similar interests as you, uh-huh. as far as like sexually concerned. Yeah. Well, Tumblr randomly decided, like, I think it was maybe five or six years ago. I, that could be longer than that now. But um, that they were no longer going to add any adult content at all on their website.
1: Yeah. I remember when that happened. Uh huh.
2: And that was as a, a big result, your website has now tanked.
1: Yeah, of course. That's because yeah. So, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> um, so kind of all of that had moved sort of to Reddit after this. And so Reddit allows you to create different subreddits, right? And you can, and there's a gazillion of them out there that are under a gazillion different types of topics. But some of them are, are kind of like that Craigslist personals type of thing,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: So there's this girl that I met. Um, we'll call her Lucy. This is, that's not yeah. a real name, but we'll just call her that as, sure. to kind of build build the character here. Yeah. Um. So she happened to actually be in the same state as me. And so we get to talking a little bit. She is... I believe the subreddit that she had posted, and I think was like a phone sex one, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was that or if it was a like, like looking for a hookup thing. I can't remember exactly. Um, but anyway, so we talk a little bit, we hit it off, we exchange numbers, um, and we exchange Snapchats as well. So we're talking back and forth, and she is married and is in a polyamorous relationship
1: oh interesting so
2: uh-huh that is something that i had never really experienced before you know is is talking to someone that's in a polyamorous relationship i come from a very small you know white bread christian town true values kind of thing right uh-huh. and so i would never talked to someone like this before so I'm talking to her. And of course, you know, when you find something interesting, you're going to ask like a questions about it and try to learn as much as you possibly can about it because it's interesting. Yeah. And so, so, you know, her and I are talking about this all, all the while, you know, we're also entering this path of where she's very interested in, in like a sexual relationship. I'm interested in a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just kind of hit it off. So like this world kind of kind of interested me the more I was talking to her about it. And so she had kind of expressed some interest in this potentially turning into a kind of relationship. So she had, she had come over to my apartment one time, and her and I are kind of talking. And what this was supposed to end up being was she was coming over. We were going to have sex. She was going to stay the night and then go home the next day. She lives like an hour away. Mm -hmm. None of that ended up happening. (laughs) So she comes over. She ends up like being like way more nervous than she had let on. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And, And so, you know, we're just kind of like sitting here kind of watching TV or whatever. Like we kind of talk about it a little bit. And this is after we had talked like a good amount about a relationship potentially happening.
1: Did she know um, you were in a relationship?
2: She does, yes. Okay. And so, you know, she gives me this, this like, clearly not real story about how she's, you know, got to run home or whatever. I can tell that she just wasn't like, like, this just wasn't, I guess, what she thought it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or she just wasn't comfortable. She just wasn't comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, we didn't really do anything at all but just sit and watch TV. But if you know, I mean, I understand like not, if you're not if you're not comfortable and not gonna make you do anything, fine, carry on. So I noticed that the conversations with her like drastically change. And so she's kind of not really showing interest anymore. In addition to her marriage, she also has this this girlfriend that she has on the side too. And, you know, we had planned to hang out a couple times. She decides that she's going to hang out with the girlfriend instead. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, you're actually dating this person. Cool. So how this kind of ends is she allows her husband and her best friend to sleep together. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Over time, (laughs) this turns into a relationship between the two and the husband just straight up leaves her.
1: Oh, but weren't they allowed to have relationships with other people?
2: Yeah, but it was always that sense of like, you can go have relationships with other people, but this is home.
1: Right. I'm your primary. Okay. Correct. Yeah. That, that's and hard. So yeah. Okay.
2: That that became very clear that that was not the case anymore. So he so leaves them, and he
1: goes to be with her friend, and now she's solo.
2: Correct. She's okay. Totally by herself. She doesn't have this friend anymore she doesn't have this husband anymore she's also she's now a single mom oh god too and so like she starts dating this uh, this other guy and we're still kind of talking back and forth things have slowed down at this point um but you know like it's still kind of there so she's dating this other person who just makes it clear he's he's just like look i am a total monogamous person i'm not interested at all in this polyamorous thing and she's just like, okay. And then it, that was it. <laughs> you know, that was totally the end of it.
1: But what about with you? Who cares about what happened with them? What, what's going on with you and her? A nothing?
2: So we actually do not talk anymore. So, I mean, it's kind of odd because for me... No, what's like-
1: odd, this is what I'm going to tell you is odd. Because I'm going to move on from Lucy. She's boring. It's It was a nothing. It was a big nothing burger. This is what I'm going to tell you is interesting, though. It's interesting that when you tell the actual details of the story it really wasn't what you what you're labeling it like you were like oh and there was this girl i was going to have a relationship with i mean you didn't even you didn't even get to first base so you were never even close to having a relationship with her. It's another kind of like fake thing, you know? It was like nothing happened. You were like li- friends and you met and it didn't really work out. And so then you stayed friends, but she had all these other relationships, with all these people. But like it wasn't really that you were having an affair and having feelings. You might have been having feelings for her, but it was only because she wasn't available. But nothing really happened between you
2: two.
1: Correct? I mean, am I missing something?
2: I mean, we had things like, like phone sex and exchanging of photos and things like that. Yeah. Before that
1: you met, but really then you insane. meet in person. She's uncomfortable. Correct, she splits.
0: The end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's like, you get to the, like, you know, that's like, happens a lot, but nobody, what I'm saying is that it's, it's, it's interesting. It's another one of these things that I think makes sense with you and it's it's like a un, it's unrealistic it doesn't it's not even it wasn't even it wasn't really real nothing was there it's it wasn't a girl that you were about you were having to have a relationship with you never even met her once what the first time you met her it didn't work out so to me that's like not a nothing but it's interesting that it is a something to you it is interesting that you do file it and label it and have it as a story that seems very different. And I, I understand with your issues why you would do that.
2: Sure, so, yeah. So, like, to me, it just kind of factors back t- to this guilt thing, right, where it's like, you know, it, to me, the way that the relationship works, right, is you have these set of boundaries between each other. And once you step over that boundary, then to me it is cheating. At, at that point, so like for me to have phone sex with this girl, to exchange photos, to have these types of conversations with her, and we're talking like hours upon hours a day, tons like hundreds of messages that are exchanged between each other, it to me it felt very real because it felt like it was going that direction and then it
0: yeah I
1: get it (laughs) no I get it but listen I've had a lot of fake relationships like that too that's just like all fake nonsense that people are like that are unavailable or doing with each other I've done it before trust me I understand the but it's it's it it, it was nothing (laughs) you you hadn't even met each other in real life how long did the emailing and the stuff go on for
2: like six seven months
1: right But you know, to put in all that effort and work with never ever meeting somebody, and then the minute you meet, neither one of you even could make it past the first date, the first hour. Neither one of you was able to make it last. It just shows that there, there was nothing. There was, it was two people that maybe were using each other as like a distraction. You know, that's, she was a distraction. She was unavailable. You were unavailable. She was unavailable. It was a lot of smoke and mirrors, but I understand that that's common. And and it's interesting that you were doing all of that while you're in this relationship with this girl. All that was doing was making you not really available for your real relationship. It was just another distraction to get you out of that because maybe your biggest fear is to actually get close to that girlfriend. So this was just something to help you not do what is your biggest fear do you understand like that that other relationship wasn't real you had no relationship with her the minute like i said you guys saw each other she couldn't deal and she ran and it was the end so obviously that she wasn't capable of having a relationship relationship is not text messages it's real life shit show up your relationship is what you have with your girlfriend who you see in real life
2: yeah certainly i mean You know, one thing that I was going to say was interesting was like, for me, as soon as she said that she was in a monogamous relationship, that was the end. So for me, it's like, I cared about this other person's relationship, but mine is clearly fractured to the point where I'm willing to put this at risk or put hurting another person at risk for self-gain. Yeah, i
1: wouldn't is, say you cared about that up. relationship not that relation <laughs> i i know that you see it as you caring but it was just a way for you to be not getting close and keeping a distance because you probably have a really deep-seated fear which i understand of getting really close and being really truly intimate with somebody so you know anything that could take you out of that is great I don't see any difference between your escort transactional relationships and that girl that you had seven months of texting. It says nothing as the escort. It says just that's all it is, you know, just sex or whatever. You know, it's a distraction. Why the girl that you're with now... You're dating about two years. Does she ever bring up marriage? Does she ever bring up anything like that with you? Is that, are you guys like close to that kind of stuff?
2: I wouldn't say that we are. I mean, it's been like you know floated out a couple of times as far as like what the long term kind of looks like, but never like it's. A- fucking serious conversation about it
1: now. Can I ask you this? How many times a week do you and your girlfriend see each other?
2: Usually it's three or four times a week. Okay. so it We is don't a, live together currently.
1: Yeah, that's okay. But you, you are really in it. I mean, this is the first person sure. that you're really in it. You're having a, a real relationship, probably first time in your life, four times a week you're seeing her. And I think that all this other nonsense is just a way... It's just keeping you from, like I said, your your biggest fear, which is to just be who you really are with her and maybe get really real in a real relationship, and that's probably like scares the shit out of you, like you said, for all the reasons that you have before. So it's all serving a purpose, but what's real the the most real thing you have in your life right now, I would say is this girlfriend.
2: Yeah, I would say that's right.
1: You know, so you might want to try to kick your addiction, like try to stop doing all that other stuff and creating all this other distraction and keep turning towards your partner and your relationship and see if you can make that work one thing that stood out to me in your confession when you called is you said you know sex is very important to me it is a very important thing but yet you wound up picking a partner that is so unsexual <laughs> that I'm like "That doesn't make sense you know why then maybe she's not the right partner for you I don't know. Or do you pick somebody that maybe isn't ideal so that you could always use that as a reason to not get close? Because it doesn't make sense to the guy that is very interested in sex. You sound very curious. You're open-minded. You want to try it all. Yet you wind up with a girl who's on the opposite end of the spectrum.
2: Yeah, so I mean, what attracts me to her is her personality is just, there's just no one that's like her in my opinion. Mm-hmm. She's somebody that's unbelievably caring and giving and just gives every ounce of herself to you. So, I mean, yeah, you know, earlier this year, my father had passed. And so one thing that, that she had done is just was just so selfless about it. I mm-hmm. mean, she drove like an hour and a half every single day just to come be with myself and my family and didn't ask any questions about it. Didn't, you know, just was there.
1: Right. <laughs> she's really, is. she really cares about you and she gives, she really she loves you. You're, you have a real relationship with her. So you listen, you haven't given her any kind of time yet to see really where she is on that spectrum. Like right now, yeah, she's on the other end of the spectrum because you have. Never really gone there and pushed her to say like, hey, can we maybe try this or can we maybe do that? You don't do that. You haven't done that. So... You're not at the place where I would be like, oh, you should leave her. She's not right. You don't even know because you've never gone there. A lot of times women are very, you know, if a woman finds a guy that she really likes, it's very hard for all the stars to align and find that. Like when a girl finds a guy and she hangs her hat there, she's willing to do a lot to make that fucking guy happy. I mean, that's just women. We have hope. We want to make things work. And we'll do a lot for our guys. So I would say chances are if you had some real conversations, open conversations with her just to try different things for fun sexually and if you said it the right way she'd probably try things for you if she knew that it was very important to you but you have to give her that chance you have never given her that chance that's the one thing you're holding out on and it might be because you're so afraid that if you got everything from this person and she became like a fucking sexual dynamo then what happens then you're really fucking in love and that I think is just what scares you
2: it is completely terrifying yeah
0: of course <laughs> you know, i mean
2: you know you know like i said earlier like love is one of these things that it brings out the best in people or brings out the worst in people but also it's the you know most joyous thing on the planet while also is the most absolutely terrifying thing on the planet. right but there's the <laughs> black
1: and white thinking but what's that's the black and white thinking but what are people that have real relationships have they have both of that on different days you know that's what anybody in a long term relationship is going to say to you like yeah it's the best thing and the worst thing some days it's five days best thing one day worst thing a little bit bad sometimes good sometimes you go through a year that's really fucking hard but then you know it, it's smooth sailing other times I mean that's you know in between those two things is what a real relationship is it it's it ebbs and flows and it changes and it, it but it it's it's both things it's not it's just one or the other just like what it's we were talking about in the beginning it's not the black and white it's everything is in between most things are gray it's, it's and i do think that it is really amazing that you have met a girl that gives you all that stuff. Like I said, I believe you. You have no idea what's in her little head of hers and what she has fantasized about. I think everybody has these kinds of secrets, or you don't know that what you could turn her on to or what she could wind up liking or realize would float her boat because she doesn't have a lot of experience. But you, the person that's super experienced, if you stopped you know, paying attention to all this other stuff and took all that sexual energy and focused it back with your girl and started to have real... Like give her a chance to... Grow into being more of a sexual person and help her along that journey, like you could really change your sex life. You don't know, you haven't given her that chance because you don't communicate with her. You're communicating really well with me. You're a fucking communicator, okay? You're just not doing it there because it's, you know, because of your issues. But it's not that you have a problem fucking communicating. You're very self aware. You're really fucking smart. You're super curious. I think you just don't bring that voice over there in that part of your relationship because I believe you you're afraid for her to be your end-all be-all because then what happens to all this other stuff what happens to the escorts and all that other stuff if you could you know it's like it's a fear
2: yeah you know one thing I I have thought about a lot and this is you know not to bring it back necessarily to the therapy thing here but I love therapy counts. and believe
1: in it. I love you should bring it back to oh. therapy because we're going to be wrapping up in like 15 minutes. But I, the, I do want to sure. go in there. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it back to your fucking therapist.
2: So, you know, one thing that, you know, you can probably relate to this as well, that is really hard when you're talking to a therapist is being honest with yourself.
0: Yeah. Right?
2: that's That's the thing that everybody most struggles with when they first start talking to one is
0: this
2: because they're talking to this person that is not going to judge you right they're they're there to help you. There's still this thought in the back of your mind that, well, you know, this person, some random person like, you know, they're gonna judge me, they're gonna do whatever. And, you know, there's still that thought in the back of your head. So like, you know, one thing that has, has been a difficulty for it is, is telling the story to the therapist that I have because there's this feeling of judgment for it. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's become easier over time to do that. And it's just one of these things of just the more that I've talked to her about it is the more of this notion of, I don't really need these escorts at all. Yeah. You know, I just don't like, I don't need these external things. I really don't. And so it's just, You know, the thing that we're currently working on is just trying to figure out, you know, what this stems back to. And and it might very well be, like you had mentioned, this notion of fear and, you know, this fear of commitment, this fear of longevity, this fear of taking this next step.
1: This fear of like, there's no way this is going to work out because I've all I've seen is horrible relationships. It's a fear of failure, too, because you're like, you don't believe that relationships could be good and you think it'll end and then you're not, you don't want that to happen. So then you just avoid the whole thing. Like, I understand it more than you could ever fucking imagine.
2: It's also a self-reflection thing, too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like. Before I had gotten into this relationship too, like, you know, I'm I'm meeting with these escorts, I'm meeting with these people, and I don't necessarily know why I felt like bad about it, I would say, but there's still this feeling of like guilt that comes with it, even though you're not cheating on somebody or you're not really hurting anybody, it's just this feeling of of guilt that comes out of it so because there's this feeling of guilt you know once I get into this relationship this person who like really truly genuinely cares there's also this feeling of well how can they care about me
1: <laughs> yeah and I started out talking about this in the beginning like it's great that you're self-aware it's great that you're in therapy and it's great that you feel bad that's what's going to make you have that moment in your life where you really change. You're not going to be this person 20 years from now. I, I'm going to tell you this, though. The change might come about in a harsh way. I, You know, I don't know that two years from now your girlfriend catches you and, you, and that, being faced with that and losing her is the thing that changes. Like sometimes and someone like in your position winds up hitting what people would call a bottom, you know, and that's what ultimately helps them change. And it's a harsh time and it's a real fucking fall and it hurts, but it's, you look back as a sober person or a person completely changed, you realize that, that those are the kinds of moments that really change your life and that it was like the best thing that ever happened to you. Now, I personally think that sometimes there's a choice to walk away from all your problems with your head up high, but a lot of times that's not how it happens. So, you know, you might, this, this little part of you, like I said, that's going to help you, it might get you busted. You might have some harsh stuff coming your way. So be careful because... When you are doing something that you know isn't right, a lot of times you wind up sabotaging by getting caught. That part of you will get you caught. So I always worry for the cheater that feels very bad. I always warn them like, you're probably going to get fucking busted. The cheater that could care fucking less and thinks what he's doing is fucking fine doesn't get caught. The cheater that feels bad is the one who's sloppy and gets fucking busted because some part of him wants it to be over. The part of you that is on a quest to make yourself a better person, which is fucking great, is the part of you that will make you get busted. So in a weird way, it'll be, if you were my best friend and you were living this life and one day, six months from now, you came to me and said, oh my God, my girl found out everything and she threw me, I'd be like, finally, I'm so happy for you. Like welcome to the beginning of your good life and now your fucking bad life is over. Like that moment would be a very life-changing moment for you and in a weird way, it will be a good time for you because something needs to change for you to get out of this cycle that you're in, this cheating, this double life, all this sex, all this chasing the fucking dragon and never getting what you really want and avoiding a real relationship in your life that's right in front of you. And, you know, so I do think that you have to be very careful. Go to fucking therapy. Work as hard as you can to fix yourself and fix this issue and stop seeing all this stuff before you lose this girl because you do really care about her and it seems like she really cares about you. What I would say to you is start trying to have... More open conversations with her about SEX. Try to get her to do some fun stuff. It's pretty easy to ask. Don't ask her about peeing on you. Okay. Don't ask her to fuck (laughs) you in the ass with a dildo. Okay. Don't go there yet.
0: (laughs) Down down the line. Yeah.
1: But try some just regular stuff because it sounds like she, you know, you don't even go there with her have those kinds of conversations. Listen, I love conversations like this. I love this episode. I thought it was going to go a little bit different because of all your cheating stuff. I, But you're so much more interesting than I would have thought than that confession. I'm going to play your confession in the beginning of this episode so people could listen to it. Um, but I love that you are self-aware. I love that As curious as you are about piss play and anal play, you are about working on yourself and figuring out who you are and fixing your problems and going to therapy. And I've said it a million times in this episode, that is a great part of you and you're lucky because I I know people like you that don't have that part of you. So you're going to be okay and you're eventually going to to fix all those things that were put on you and and stuff. And it's going to be hard work, but the fact that you're doing it is amazing. And give yourself credit for that, but keep fucking working on it. Qu- kid, quitting all that fucking sex and quitting cheating is the first thing you need to do. Just stop it all and then see what comes up. Therein lies the problem. That's where you need to get to so that you could start fixing it all this stuff is just prolonging that i didn't get, i got sober by quitting drinking because uh, i thought drinking was my problem and then it, i remember exactly where i was when i realized like drinking's not my problem like i can't handle anything and now that i don't drink what do i fucking do with this feeling of jealousy this feeling of this is you know i can't run away from it and i didn't know how to fucking feel a thing and that's when I realized, like, oh, and if I didn't have alcohol to drink to go fuck somebody, then how am I gonna get away from this? Because I got away and from things is through the sex. Of the no, drinking was just a means to an end. I had a pain in my knee, which was like jealousy. I felt jealous about a situation, and then I'd go bang my arm by fucking a guy I didn't like, and that took me away from like the real thing, you know. And without alcohol, I couldn't. I fu- remember exactly where it was. What happened was I was like in love with like one of my best friends. And I, I quit drinking and it's like one month into my sobriety and I get a call and someone says, oh, did you hear that? Like your friend like met a girl and she's like really hot and he's dating her and he really likes her. And I just like immediately felt jealous and all the stuff that you would feel if you know somebody that you really like just met the girl of his dreams, you know, and I started to, without even thinking, I'm looking through my phone for a guy to like have sex with. And then I'm like looking at all these people and I'm realizing like, I can't fuck this guy if I'm straight. Like none of these people could I fuck them straight. You know what I mean? I didn't like any of them. Like none of them were appealing. And that's when I realized like, I can't go fuck someone because I can't get you. What am I going to do? I just have to sit here and be fucking jealous and feel terrible and feel abandonment and feel devastated and all that stuff. And how do I get away from that if I can't fuck somebody? And that's when I realized it doesn't matter that I was... It's Alcohol wasn't my problem. This is my fucking problem. And alcohol was making me avoid it at all times. I was never dealing with my feelings. So to me, what happens with addicts is the minute you take away that stuff... You revert back to whatever age you were when you ch- fucking checked out, so I was like a fifteen year old but yet i was thirty four you know and that 's why i 'm still immature i 'm fifty three but i 'm like thirty something because i 'm just been
2: i, I 've I've been evolving
1: from fifteen since i 'm thirty four so do the math, how old am I really emotionally not that old, you know um, so 33
2: going on 20,
1: yeah, yeah, like 15. How many years would that be if it's like 15 and 34? You know, I don't know, but whatever. It's like, it's that's what happens. So, quit having sex with anybody else, quit doing all of that stuff, just sit there, standing on your hand, like sitting on your hands, don't do anything just have your relationship. And then whatever comes up is like that, then you'll see what you're running from. You'll, you probably, the feelings of insecurity, the feelings of vulnerability, the feelings of fear, the feelings of being petrified to fall for this person. Maybe they'll leave you, like all this stuff. It's all going to come up. And that's what you can't deal with but the more you just stay sober and clean and just focus on that and you work on it like i could handle anything okay if i told you the shit i've been through in my being sober and i don't check out or do anything i could i am like so fucking solid with my feet on the ground and so strong like that's real strength and that's where you will get to once you put all that shit down it takes time but it's totally doable totally doable and you are the type of person that could do it.
2: I uh, certainly do do appreciate the kind words. I mean, I don't, you know, necessarily feel like I deserve them. But no, you
1: know, I, I believe it. No, I know, I know, Trust me. <laughs> I know. You are. I know. I know. I could tell by things that you say, and the, the fact that you're already doing the work, and that you're you're curious, open minded. You're gonna you're gonna get there too. It's just a long winding road. And I'd love to talk to you six months from now when you get busted or whatever happens next. Let me know. <laughs>
0: Gotcha. got <laughs>
1: you. <laughs> but good luck, Jaden. I love this. You didn't sniff once. I don't know why you think you have a fucking sniffing problem. You didn't sniff once on this whole fucking conversation.
2: Oh, I did a few times. It, it blended a little bit. <laughs> I didn't hear
1: it. Anyway, thank you so much. I love these kinds of conversations, especially because I'm an addict, especially because I, I'm like, you're, I'm like, have these issues myself and have had them. And I, I could totally relate, you know, this is the kind of stuff that's like my fave. So um, thank you so much for calling in and, and being, you know, giving me your complex story and being s- smart enough to be able to lay it all out
2: there. Well, I certainly appreciate you having me on and giving me the platform to be able to do so.
1: Yeah, so... Stay-
2: I hope that this, in, you know, inspires someone else to not make the same mistakes that I have made here.
1: Yes, um, totally. So. I can't wait for it to inspire the comments you're going to get on YouTube. <laughs> Probably (laughs) go there. I don't think so bad because we focused more on like deep stuff than all your shenanigans, but I'm going to play your confessions in the beginning. So they hear all that too. Um, But anyway, I love this conversation. I really wish you the best of luck and keep me posted on your journey.
2: Certainly appreciate your time. Thank you.
1: Thanks Jaden. Bye. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, Go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics